This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 260. Well, hello there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. What is Vegetarian Zen, you might be asking yourself. Vegetarian Zen is a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier, plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In today's episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we're going to be shedding some light on cruelty-free pet products, including food, treats, grooming products, and flea medicine. Get the shedding, shedding Uh some light. Uh (laughs) Uh, You know, a lot of our community members do own pets. And the last thing they want to be doing is purchasing products that promote animal cruelty or involve animal cruelty, I guess. Not promote it, but involve Mm -hmm. animal cruelty. Uh, So we're going to give you some tips for shopping cruelty free. And also uh, provide you with some resources because, you know, this list changes, right? Some companies, because we vote with our dollars, a lot of companies start adopting these types of of, of cruelty-free practices. And so we want to make sure that list stays up to date. We're going to give you some resources for how you can make sure that you have the latest. Absolutely. But before we get into all of that, we do have a new rating. A rating all the way from Australia. So this is from Brizdaz in Australia, who says, my number one favorite podcast when it comes to feel good veggie and food information, just like having two friendly neighbors to catch up with over the latest vegetarian and vegan gossip every week and learn something I probably didn't know. What's the veggie scuttlebutt? (laughs) (laughs) I love that word scuttlebutt. I know. Sorry. Silly word. If only other vegan and vegetarian podcasts were as friendly as this one, the word vegan might not be such a curse word among meat eaters. Cheers, Darren from Australia. Hey, Darren, thank you so much for leaving us that rating. We really appreciate you taking the time to go out to iTunes and do that for us. Every new rating helps people find us. You know, I really appreciate what he said about uh, helping vegan not become such a curse word. And I think that's a, uh, a big testament to our vegetarian Zen community and also to our Peas and Carrots, what up, guys? <laughs> Peas and Carrots, a closed Facebook group that we have at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarians. And really, you know, these guys are the ambassadors for this type of mentality when it comes to vegetarians and vegans. And we see people in the group all the time that are don't eat, uh, that we have vegans for over 20 years. And you have people that are just curious about maybe even living in a little more plant based. And they all play nice together, right? <laughs> So if you're interested in joining the Peas and Carrots, head out, as I just gave you the address, at, uh, we'll have it in the show notes as well. You'll be hit up with like three questions, I believe, and please answer those questions because we do want to let you into the group. And uh, again, very supportive in everything from, I'm going to a potluck right now. <laughs> what do I make? What do I make? I need something really fast. Or I'm having trouble with my spouse who doesn't understand my eating choices. Or cute pet pictures. Exactly. <laughs> Everything and, uh, in just, between. Just one quick note. Um, please, guys, if you're if you're requesting to join, answer if you would answer all three questions. We get uh, most people do, but sometimes we'll have people who will answer just one question. Or you know. Um, if you don't answer all three, then we tend not to to approve you. So 
if you're not being hardcore yeah no it's just and they're they're basic it's not you don't have to study or anything but if you're wondering if you had uh submitted uh, a request but you didn't answer all three questions that's probably why you didn't get approved so um if you would you can go back and just answer those other questions and then we'll be we'll be good yeah we're not being hardcore just to be hardcore but the the way I describe the group as being a bully-free zone and everybody feels comfortable and everybody plays nice is because we do some of that initial screening to make sure we're not getting spammers or people that are going to be judging or bullying or all that kind of stuff. And we can tell from the answers for the most part. And we've only had to one boot one person in yeah. the entire time. So, right. uh, yeah. So if you wouldn't mind answering that, we would greatly appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by our Golden Apple Roundtable who are the folks of the Golden Apple Roundtable, you might ask? Well, these are the folks that help to ensure that the lights stay on here at Vegetarian Zen by providing us with a very generous monetary support via Patreon.com. If you're not familiar with Patreon, essentially it's a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get support from their fans, followers, community members, and in this case, our podcast listeners primarily, right? Right. Uh, and many people don't realize that there are costs involved in putting together a podcast and we've been doing this for a very long time we've been doing it for five years now episode 260 right before we recorded today larissa said i can't believe that we're already on 260 you know i was on a quick side diversion i was on another uh i was on one of the podcast forums on on uh facebook somebody said uh hey does anybody know of any vegetarian or vegan or uh podcasts and uh a couple of people were coming out and you know, with some names and, and ours did eventually come up, but, um, like ritual, you know, some uh-huh. of the, and, uh, somebody said, well, what's there to talk about? Don't eat meat. Really? <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot to talk yeah, about. It's 260 episodes later. But in fairness, when we first started the podcast, I couldn't see beyond thing. 10. <laughs> I know. Like, well, this is going to be fun for two months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you are interested in helping to support us and becoming part of the Golden Apple Roundtable, head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen and you will see a video from Larissa and I. I explaining the mission of Vegetarian Zen, and you'll also see our support levels on the right-hand side, anywhere from a dollar to $50 a month. And yes, a dollar a month does help us. So please don't let that n- discourage you from giving and just think, well, what's a dollar a month going to gonna have? We have several people that give a dollar a month, mm-hmm. so that adds up. It helps. Every <laughs> bit helps. So thank you to those folks for helping the show go on. Okay, are we ready to get into the main topic? Let's do it. We've got a lot to cover here, so yeah. uh, let's get going. And you know what? Let's also say that we're not going to... There's a lot of lists of stuff and everything, and we're probably going to just gleam over some of that, because obviously a lot of you listen to podcasts where you're driving, you're working out, you're doing other things, and it doesn't make sense for us to just to go start listing stuff. Right. But we will have a list of everything we talk about, as we always do in the show notes. Absolutely. Okay, so first of all, let's let's talk about food. Uh, because you know all all pets have to eat, right? And uh, but not all foods are Ideally. created. <laughs> yeah, not all foods are created equal. Uh, but one thing that is uh, required. Of Ruthie all... just stood up when you said that. I, I know she got a little concerned. <laughs> uh, one thing that is required for all pet foods is uh, regulation. You know, just like our food is regulated, pet food, the pet food industry is regulated. Uh, in the U.S., it's regulated by an organization, uh, the AAFCO, the Association of American Feed Control Organization. 
Now that sounds <laughs> sounds kind of weird. I was reading that as like association organization. Okay, <laughs> whatever. But uh, that's the editor in me. Somebody was really sold on an, on this acronym for some right, reason. Right, right. <laughs> All right. So um, under the AAFCO, uh, food is pet food is subject uh, first of all to a nutritional analysis, but then. It also is required to undergo a feeding trial in which it's fed to live animals, right, before it can be approved for the market. Now, you know, as with other products, human uh, foods and medicines and, and what have you, some feeding trials are conducted on laboratory animals. And, you know, these can be unnecessarily cruel. We're not going to go into details, uh, of course, but... If you're interested in learning more specifics about that, we will have a link in the show notes uh, to a uh, a source article that I used for this episode on a website, a good website called Cruelty Free Kitty. And it's, you know, it's graphic and it's so that we just, we don't, we don't go into details like that here, but it'll be there if you want to, to check it out. But uh, even in instances where inhumane tests are not being used, uh, lab animals often live in in poor conditions you know they they live in cages cages, they live you know cramped they don't get to go out and exercise a lot Um, they don't get to be animals yeah there's not a whole lot of of playful human interaction it's just more clinical stuff right and then finally, it's important to remember that these animals are bred for the sole purposes of being lab animals. Mm-hmm. Beagles are the ones I think most people hear about more, most often. Um, and there was an organization whose purpose was to rescue beagles from lab testing facility, facilities, rehabilitate them, and adopt them into loving homes, which... I'm so glad. <laughs> right, right. Now that, you know, that organization does still exist. I had said there was one because it was originally just for beagles, but they've expanded now to include all lab animals as well as um, animal abuse victims and senior and special needs animals. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's still around. They just <laughs> rebranded, right? From right. the Beagle Freedom Project to Rescue... Rescue and Freedom Freedom Project. Project. And we'll have a link. We'll have a link, yeah. All right, so, you know, now some food... Now, and you had mentioned, I think, in the beginning that we vote with our dollars, kind of. And so some pet food companies are, of course, paying attention to that when they see more people concerned about uh, lab testing and animal testing and animal cruelty. And so they're choosing not to conduct feeding trials on laboratory animals anymore. Now, that doesn't mean that they have gotten out of the, you know, trials, right? But there's an option that a lot of companies are choosing, and that's to do smaller trials. And, I, you know, I can understand that this it's probably more expensive, it's probably more, but kudos to these companies for, for doing this. And if it's more expensive, but I'm buying from one of these mm-hmm. companies, I'm happy to pay more. Right, if, uh, right. Pay a little bit more if it means that we're not, keeping the animals in this situation. Right. So to meet uh, the uh, AAFCO standards, these alternative cruelty-free tests or trials have to follow certain rules. So they have to be conducted on at least healthy... Now, this is for dogs. Um, the They've got regulations for cats too, but this is... We're just talking about dogs. So they must be conducted on at least eight healthy dogs of at least uh, one year of age. Okay. Okay. So the trial must run at least 26 weeks, which is a a good amount of time to kind of figure, you know, if everything's going to work out okay. Right. Uh, The dogs 
in the test must eat only the trial food and their daily uh, consumption must be recorded. So how much they're fed, how much they eat. The dog's weight must be tracked weekly and they must undergo blood tests throughout the trial to measure their, you know, nutritional intake and, and how much is being retained and make sure they're staying healthy on the food. So because they, these trials aren't performed in a laboratory or on laboratory animals per se, uh, they do not involve animal testing. And so they're considered, se, yeah. right. And they're considered cruelty free. Right. So, and you know, it's, this is kind of interesting. Often employees of these pet food companies that do these small cruelty free trials will, uh, the employees will volunteer their own pets for to the studies, right? And then other than daily weigh-ins and periodic blood work, the pets continue to follow their normal lifestyle so they don't have to, you know, be kept in a separate facility. They stay at home and, you know, there's nothing Isn't different. That a better test anyways. I mean, they're doing what right. they should be doing, right? Right. So yeah. how are you, if a, if an animal is in its cage and it appears to be okay, that it's not running around, it's not exercising, it's not doing what it a normal right. animal would Well, do. not to mention, I mean, you would think that in laboratory conditions, an animal is going to be stressed, so that's not going to oh, necessarily show their true eating habits anyway. That's a really good point. You know, so that makes a lot more sense to me. Okay, are we ready to talk about some brands? Let's do it. Uh, so n now I know you mentioned in the beginning that we've kind of got like a like long lists here because there are a lot of brands, either, you know, positive or negative. And um, so... We'll probably won't go just read like laundry lists here, but maybe highlight the parent companies and then some of the more well-known brands underneath that. Parent That's a good umbrella. idea. And then on in the show notes, I'll have links to uh, the complete lists. Okay. Okay. So the first one is, so if you're concerned about lab testing of pet foods, here are some of the major parent companies and brands that you want to avoid. So um, the first one is Ainsworth Pet Nutrition, and they've got several brands under their umbrella. The probably the most well known is Rachel Ray Nutrish. And um, then the next one is Big Heart Pet is the parent company. That they've, has a lot. They've got, yeah, yeah. There's, there's five major companies under that. Uh, Nature's Recipe, Meow Mix, Nine Lives, Natural Balance, Kibbles and Bits. Now, when you think about it, at least three of those have been around since we were kids and before, right? Yeah, I meant when I said a lot, too, I meant common. Uh, oh, oh uh, yeah, all common, of these yeah. were common to make up one. right. I, I had not heard of Nature's Recipe, but the mm -hmm. other ones I knew. Yeah, right. And those have been around, been around for, time, yeah. yeah, right. Um, so, right. Oh, okay. Ahead. Then there's Blue Buffalo, mm -hmm. Colgate. So they, they do the Hills Science Diet, Hills Prescription, Hills Ideal Balance. And that's a, that's a big one because, you know, Hills Science Diet, uh, th those are kind of the vet brands. Mm -hmm. And uh, along with, uh, what's the other one? Um, that Royal Canaan. You know, those are the vet prescribed brands. And so that's kind of disheartening to yeah. think. But, but um, all right. Okay. So then Diamond is the next big parent company, Diamond Pet Company. They've got ones, again, and, you know, it's kind of deceptive because some of these parent company, uh, the brands that are under these companies are the ones that are kind of marketed more as natural and, uh, you healthy, know, wholesome yeah. and healthy. But 
you know, they don't, they're not taking the full scope, I guess. Right. And may, maybe there are some nutritional advantages, but again, right. when we we're talking, we're looking at the whole perspective. Right. There, right. So, right. So a couple of them in the diamond uh, group are taste of the wild, uh, Nutra nuggets and Nutra gold. Yeah. And there's dogs, dogs. Well, parent company, mm-hmm. uh, just for dogs, parent company, Mars. Just, just food for dogs. Oh, I'm sorry, just company. food for dogs. Right. Now, I do want to mention under Dogswell, they have a lot of treats. And we used to give our kiddos the Happy Hips, mm. uh, especially Cosmo, Happy Hips, uh, uh, kind of jerky type chews. Cosmo has Happy Hips. <laughs> he, he doesn't have Happy Hips. That's why he I needs know, Happy poor Hips. Baby. Uh, but, you know, they uh, our grocery store stopped carrying those. So I stopped giving those to him a long time ago. So I guess that worked out. Okay, then there was Just for Dogs, which Mm -hmm. is another parent company. Then this one has several, uh, this next one, Mars, Mm -hmm. has Pedigree is a very common one, Iams, which is very common, Mm -hmm. and that's, you know, Iams is what we feed Cosmo right now, and uh, I'm I'm looking for an alternative for the kiddos, so I'm open to suggestions. I know I had mentioned in Peas and Carrots, and a couple people had commented. Uh, Nature's Variety, then uh, is another parent company, Nestle is a very big parent company and this one has all the purina foods yeah so alpo Al- alpo which has been around forever dog chow friskies purina right. one all that right now um also under the nestle brand are two others uh, castor and pollux and that's one of the ones that you know i was attracted to because they have the grain free and they have the organic and that's what uh, ruthie her puppy food is, and that's what Cosmo's Cosmo ate when he was a puppy. So again, you know, kind of disappointing. Uh, and then Merrick is also under theirs. Theirs is a that's a big brand. Uh, let me go back to just Mars real fast because I know you had kind of mentioned Iams and Pedigree. I think uh, Royal Canaan is the other another one that's under there. That's that other vet oh yeah yeah kind of endorsed brand. Yukonuba. Uh, that's another vet kind of promoted brand. Um, so, you know, a, a lot of stuff under here. And then the last one is well pet and they've got the holistic select, uh, and several other brands under there. Okay. Now the good news is there are some brands and quite a mm-hmm. few actually to consider if you're looking for humane pet foods. Mm-hmm. Now this is a pretty long list, so I don't know. Do you want to just call out maybe a few that are more well-known, well, quite honestly, I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, there's only a couple on here that I'm familiar with. Uh, I, I just don't. I, I think uh, reading a list is probably not going to help you yeah, guys. I think yeah. having the list on yeah, the show notes exactly. will probably help you guys. So we are definitely going to put that out there for right. you. And again, this will change as hopefully more companies get added to this. But it was very encouraging. I mean, this is not five this mm-hmm. is probably i'm looking at what um, 25 30 maybe six, seven, something like eight, that eight nine ten um yeah you're probably about that uh okay so um i'll just tell you the ones that i've heard of how's that okay all right so uh halo and now halo is the one that i'm actually kind of looking at for our kids and you know ruthie is to the point now where she can eat big dog food so we'll be <laughs> they'll be all once they're done so with what's in there sneaking cosmos Ugh. <laughs> and he sneaks hers and, you know, what's they the point? They always want what each other one has. <laughs> um, toys, treats. Well, you give them a treat. They, oh, yeah. you, you get them sit right in front of you. You give them a treat and they're looking at what the other one got. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Never mind what's in their mouth. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so they'll be eating as soon as what what's in their bins in the pantry is gone. Then I'll be switching. We'll be switching to another food. And Halo is one of the ones that I've been looking at. Uh, so Halo, uh, Solid Gold, I've heard of. Honest Kitchen, that's another one that I'm looking at. I've heard of that one. Origin, uh, I've, I've given their treats to the kiddos before. You know what's so great about this this time we live in is that even if you haven't heard of these, you can pretty easily get most of these. Oh, yeah. You just go to Amazon. Yeah, (laughs) they're on Amazon. Halo, Honest Kitchen, Origin, they're all on Amazon. You and I were just talking about the other day. We grew up in a time where there was... We didn't have cell phones in college and, you know. We had encyclopedias. That's <laughs> yeah, how we did. We grew we up had on the encyclopedia. big sets of encyclopedias yeah. to do our, our research projects for school. So, I mean, it's just such a crazy time we live in. So, mm-hmm. no need to get discouraged if just because your local grocer doesn't carry these, you can get these delivered to your door pretty quickly, I would imagine. Right, right. All right. So that, you know, and like, like you said, we'll have the big lists um, or access to the big lists in the show notes. All right, another thing to consider beyond lab testing in pet food is whether the animal ingredients in non-vegan pet food, that is, because vegan would not have mm-hmm. that, are are humanely sourced. So mm-hmm. if you're looking at that to see if that is something that uh, you, you can find that on there, there's two labels to look for. There's a certified humane and certified by Global Animal Partnership. Mm-hmm. So check the show notes to find the links to the websites for these two cert- uh, certification programs. Right. Right. And, you know, one final note about vegan option, because you had just mentioned vegan pet food. You know, dogs and cats are different. So dogs are omnivores. So technically they can survive on a meat-free diet. And I know lots of people feed their pets uh, meat-free diets and you know if you're you it kind of involves a little more research because you need to make sure that you're getting them uh, all the other nutrients they need and you know the reason that dogs can do this is because like humans a dog's body has the ability to transform certain amino acids into other ones so that that will ensure that as long as they're getting the 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 first kind of amino acids they can transform them into ones that they're not uh getting with with from not eating meat and just so you're we're clear we're not recommending one or the other mm-hmm. whether to no. have your dog be vegan or vegan or vegetarian ours are not. yeah ours are not but i know this is a very controversial topic amongst even the most chilled out of vegetarians <laughs> and vegans this is a very hot topic it's a hot button topic and so we don't want to go there mm-hmm. with that your that's your personal decision it's your household you decide what you need to do that's best for your pets uh, it, talking with your vet or whatever and again mm-hmm. you probably your vet is probably going to have some very uh very Strong opinions. Strong opinions about <laughs> this. But we just want to make clear that yeah. we're just giving the information in case this is something that it is something you're interested in doing is having your dog eat a vegetarian or vegan diet. Right. But we're not necessarily promoting that. Right. We're just saying it. <laughs> right. And then, you know, just in fairness, let's let's do the other side. Let's do cats. Just and you know, I All right, I guess. <laughs> and <my> again <laughs> and again, you know, the difference between dogs and cats, dogs are omnivores. Cats are true carnivores. Cats cannot, and I'm going to say this, okay, I'm going to say this with emphasis on the word reliably. So cats cannot reliably survive on a vegan diet. 
And I know that there are always exceptions. And, you know, I've read people say, you know, well, my cat's been eating a vegan diet since I got her. She's a kitten. She's 19 years old now and she's fine. And, you know, there are always exceptions. Um, But cats, the thing about cats is they can't synthesize taurine. And taurine is an amino acid that's not found in plant foods. So dogs and people can synthesize other amino acids into taurine cats can't they, they can't do that so you know and the thing of, about taurine deficiency can result in deaths you know if you're really not careful if they're they really get so you have to monitor that so, so again we're not judging anything but please 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 particularly mm-hmm. in this situation before you decide oh my cat's going to be a vegan mm-hmm. please talk to your vet about mm-hmm this because right. um this you could have some serious we, we just don't want to see anybody lose mm-hmm. a pet right because exactly. without considering all the facts right okay let's talk about treats okay so much of what we talked about regarding food also applies to treats um, testing you know the same type of of scenarios the same ingredient issues uh one other thing to consider about dog treats though is the issue of rawhide uh, animal hooves, antlers, and and treats like that, you know. And obviously, they're not vegetarian or vegan. So just just by their nature, they're not. And but, I don't say this in a judgy way, but they're very disturbing to me. Just to yeah. look at them, they really are. I'm, yeah. They're just very. Dis- I saw. I say that because I'm not. If that's what you give your your animals, I'm not looking down on you here but i'm just saying that yeah. for me having a hoof in the middle of my living room is <laughs> yeah it's not uh, something i want to yeah. look at yeah. yeah all right you know but uh, aside from not being vegetarian they're they're also not safe for your dog that's very that's the biggest factor to yeah. me yeah and you know for years we gave our dogs uh raw hides yeah. you know those little chew sticks and and um because well, you thought that was yeah, good for them nobody yeah we we didn't know that but they were supposed to have that right so but you know pieces of these treats can break off and can be swallowed by dogs creating a choking and a, a blockage risk so they can get stuck in the their system or they can just choke well, luckily, there are much better options than rawhides. And I will say, ours have never had a rawhide, but I will say they love these. Mm-hmm. Uh, they love, first of all, they love fruits, uh, vegetables. And of course, you want to make sure that you're looking at the, I know we published before a list, but very easy to say, uh, to Google what foods are mm-hmm. good for fruits dogs or bad for dogs, whatever. Yeah. Uh, sweet potato chews are good for dogs. Mm-hmm. Ours love carrots. They love cucumber. They love zucchini. What, are, what else? Uh, oh. Zucchini. Let's see. What else? Melon. Much better. Melon. Melon. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruthie, sometimes blueberries. And these, you know, the good thing about these is you can freeze them in the summer. Uh, you can freeze, you can dehydrate them and make chips or you can just freeze them. We freeze carrots, mm-hmm. you know, and then give them to them. And you can freeze berries, all kinds of stuff. And, and they love it. They yeah. love to play with it. They love to mm-hmm. chew, gnaw on it. Mm-hmm. And it's good for them. Right. Um, all right. Let's get into pet care products. Okay. So pet care products. You know, with the types of products for uh, shampoos and, and what have you, it's really the same issue as health, beauty, and medicine products for humans. And it's that, that animal testing issue. 
Now, Leaping Bunny, and we've talked about Leaping Bunny before. We've done a couple episodes, I think, on cruelty-free products. But they have a cruelty-free smartphone app. And their, their app has a whole selection for companion animal grooming care. So it's not just, you know, if you're using people shampoo on your dog, it's they have a whole animal for pet products. I mean, a whole animal. <laughs> they have a whole section for pet products. <laughs> hey, does that? I think you said animal because Cosmo just walked into Probably. the room. Hey, did, do you know if they had a, a scanner for that app yet? I don't know. That would be cool if you yeah, could just scan the product and it would tell you whether it's part of their program or not. Yeah, they That'd might. That'd be really awesome. You know, and then there are other, um, there's Leaping Bunny, but then there are others. There's the Cruelty Cutter app, which is um, the Beagle Freedom Projects app. There's a PETA app, I think. So there are other apps out there that you can definitely use to check on these. Um, but just a couple of shampoos to mention. We use Burt's Bees dog shampoo and it's really gentle and it's really um you know i like burt's bees anyway now burt's bees is certified 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 cruelty free although they did fall off the list for a little while uh i think a couple years ago when they started selling products in china Mm -hmm. and china requires animal testing but they're no longer doing that so they're back on the list cool Right. Now, their products are not vegan because they do use beeswax and honey. So if you're vegan, that's not the shampoo for you. Um, And uh, the other caveat about Burt's Bees is if you want to avoid any products made by parent companies that do test on animals, then don't use Burt's Bees because um, they are owned by Clorox, which is not cruelty-free. Then there's another brand, right, called Earth... Earth bath Earth dog bath. shampoo mm-hmm. that might be a good one to try too. I haven't yeah. heard too much about that one. No, we haven't. One we haven't there. tried it, but I've seen it on numerous websites and good reviews, and uh, so that might be something. All right, what about flea and tick treatments? And we're heading into the summer, and that's going to be a big deal for right, a lot of people. Right. Well, you know, this is a harder one because medicines are pretty much tested on animals yeah. across the board. Um, so if if your animal or you or your family have an allergic reaction to flea saliva, um, f- flea control is really more than just a relief from itching thing. You know, and plus fleas are just nasty. Um, but and the same thing goes for ticks. Tick control. Ticks carry diseases, you know, like Lyme really disease bad diseases. and, and mm-hmm. right, that can be harmful and sometimes deadly to animals and people. And there are some, if you want to try to do it without medicines, there are some natural ways to help mitigate flea problems. And uh, again, there's a, a long list of, of things that you can try. Too long to list here. That could be like its own whole episode. But there's a good uh, PETA article that we'll link to in the show notes. Okay, I think that does it for our main topic today. Uh, hopefully this has given you an idea of some of the major brands to avoid if you are looking to purchase some cruelty-free pet products and giving you some hope that there are quite a few out there uh, good brands that you can use instead. Right. All right. Let's move into the recipe of the week. Well, it's appropriate. I thought since we talked about sweet potato dog chews, uh, I should do a link of ones that... <laughs> Are you unraveling your shirt? No, they were. <laughs> I'm just seeing her pull you know, this when, big long thing. When you own five pets, you're you're constantly picking fur you off. You bathe yourself. in fur. You eat fur. You sleep and not to in mention fur. your hair too. So uh, some yeah, mixed in there I too. Know. So all right, all right. Sorry but anyway, uh, no. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. 
Uh, so sweet potato dog chews are really easy to make. Uh, they're free, uh, dehydrated, and there's a link on the Doggington Post website that tells you exactly how to do it. So I think we might have to try that because we have a dehydrator. So. And they will probably enjoy those very much they, right. since they love vegetables so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, what product are we talking about this week? Well, let's go back to Burt's Bees again because, you know, I just, I like it. Uh, we've used that shampoo with with these kiddos and I think with Molly um, when I could still bathe her. And uh, I like it. It's it's a good product and uh, we'll have a link to it on Amazon in the show notes. Excellent. And that link will be an affiliate link, which means that Amazon will kick us back a couple of bucks for promoting it. And that will be at no extra cost to you. All right. Uh, the question of the week. Do you look for cruelty-free options when purchasing pet products? This is a little bit trickier than looking for organic or looking mm-hmm. for you know something like that this can be trickier uh and what are your favorites if this is something that you do uh currently yes do. please we need to know your favorite brands yeah, because we, we're we can looking. add these we're we can, looking we can promote and we can promote mm-hmm. to help other people Definitely. as well and we strongly believe that we support by supporting these companies more companies will look to change their practices right, that's definitely. how you make a difference mm-hmm. i think that does it for our episode this week until next time peace out bye thanks for joining us today on vegetarian zen we've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet you can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.